Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, the most Wimbledon thing ever happened over the weekend. Just before one of the ladies on the women's side was getting ready to serve, there was a disturbance, a sound, and it was the sound of someone popping a cork and drinking champagne. So the woman serving, I believe it was Anastasia Potapova, who was taking on Mira Andreva. The Australian umpire had to lean into the microphone and say, ladies and gentlemen, please, if you are opening a bottle of champagne, please don't do it as the players are about to serve. That is, that's just Wimbledon in a nutshell. Please, please enjoy your champagne, your champagne. Please, please offer it to your neighbors, your fellow fans. Feel free to take the bottle with you as you leave, but please, please wait until the player serves before popping the bottle. That is Wimbledon. Perfect. Perfect. So what's the opposite of this? Somebody cracking a beer at NASCAR, but instead of getting chastised, one of the drivers like seals the mic. He's like, hell yeah, brother. Crank that Miller light. Hell yeah, brother. Chug that before Joey Logano starts it up. Let's get her fired up and going. Woo. Come on, man. Chug another one real quick. Let's go. How about that? Imagine opening a bottle of champagne while watching Wimbledon. Like, it feels like there's a lot at play there. Like, what if the cork goes astray? What if you spill champagne on yeah. somebody? Didn't Brittany Mahomes do this on purpose? Oh, yeah. She was spraying, and it was cold in Kansas City, and she was spraying champagne as a celebration. And so she's, of course, doing it from the comfort of a suite or a box at Arrowhead Stadium and spraying it everywhere and the crowd below her is like hey it's cold out here we're not in a suite and you're just spraying champagne on us so Brittany, please if you could just stop that we would appreciate it that's the that's the closest thing i can think to that who do you think would be more annoying to the fans at wimbledon Brittany mahomes or jackson mahomes oh god <laughs> i don't know that's a tough one nightmare blunt like rotation yeah, oh, it just there's no there's no winners here. There's no winners at all. 
Will, will they be popping champagne at all this season at Soldier Field? Will there be any reason to celebrate because of the Chicago Bears? Well, let's find out at Ask Gabe Ramirez, host on 670 The Score in Chicago, also a host on the Metcule Network and provides Bears coverage on Fox 32 Chicago. Gabe, good morning to you. Great to have you back here on the show. The win total for the Bears is set at seven and a hook. We'll get to that in a second. But do you think the Bears did the right thing by saying we're going to push forward here with Justin Fields as our guy? Hold on one second, guys. I had to get my cork. <laughs> Perfect. 8 a.m. champagne. Let's go. Um, listen, let's, let's, let's be very real. I think that last year they were able to assess what Justin Fields uh, was able to do in real time. And I think, you know, after seeing what he was capable of doing, in the running game, I really think there's a level of arrogance that exists amongst NFL coaches and GMs where they feel like everyone has to pass their own eye test. And Justin Fields did that for Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, and they saw that. And I think in their mind, with Luke Getze as the offensive coordinator, they feel if they can elevate Justin Fields' game just a little bit, right, not to superstardom levels, but just a little bit, then they feel like they can uh, build a team around him that can compete at a high level, not necessarily this year, but a year or two from right now. And I think that they witnessed it. Uh, you know, do they, do they want his, his completion percentage to be higher? Absolutely. They want it to go from 60 to 65. Do they want his passing yards, which as you guys have probably seen on BetMGM's book, is sitting at 2,800. That's the over-under for Justin Fields right now. Super low, mm-hmm. but everyone feels as though he's going to, you know, really surpass that easily and so there's there's those things that they feel like they can work on but again they feel like he initially he passed the eye test last year for them and that's what gave him the confidence to build a team around them all right so my question is the offensive line looks like it should be better on paper but this offensive line was so bad last year allowed the second highest pressure rate of any offensive line in the nfl so i think the success of justin fields kind of hinges on that. Do you think this offensive line is going to be better this year? I mean, Chester, you said it, right? I mean, it has to be better because it was so bad last year, and they did add pieces, right? Darnell Wright, first-round mm-hmm. pick, um, with a lot of people in the SEC said was, you know, the best offensive lineman. You heard Will Anderson say that. You heard Jalen Carter say that. That was the guy they didn't like going up against. So you have that on the right side. You take Tevin Jenkins who some people, I think PFF graded him out as one of like a top five guard in the NFL last year. So you're moving him to the left side to help Braxton Jones, the rookie that started all those games last year for the Bears. And then you get Nate Davis from the Tennessee Titans to come in and fill in that hole for Tevin Jenkins on the right. The biggest issue is going to be center position for the Chicago Bears. Is it going to be Cody White here? Is Lucas Patrick going to step in and spell him in certain situations? You know, that's going to be the question mark up the middle. But I think overall, I think when you're looking at the Bears' offensive line, whereas you can say they gave up the most in terms uh, in passing down, they still were number one in the league in rushing. Obviously, that has a lot to do with Justin Fields and scrambling. But if you talk to any of those offensive linemen like we did last year, they love to get off the ball and push the defensive line down the field. It was the issues with dropping back because of, quite frankly, Justin Fields, right? He he, he held on the ball a little bit too long. He, he was – he was trying to be too cute in certain situations, and that leads to him holding the ball longer than any other quarterback in the NFL, getting more sacks, things like that. So I think overall, I think what they're really trying to work on with Justin Fields is getting the ball out quicker, and I think that's going to help the offensive line. If Justin Fields can get those five-yard slants, those 
you know, those cross patterns quickly with guys like DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, who's healthy again, then it's going to be, it's going to make everybody better. Not just the offensive line, not just Justin Fields, but the offense as a whole. So Gabe, when you talk about Justin Fields and him being able to do more this season, you mentioned the offensive line and those wide receivers and Dante Foreman now coming over from the Panthers. You drafted Rashawn Johnson in the fourth round out of Texas how much do you think the weapons around Justin Fields, particularly at receiver and running back, will help him be more effective? It's a great question. And, you know, I'm one of the few people in Chicago that believes in the weapons but still questions Justin mm-hmm. Fields, right? I mean, that's where I okay. sit. And, and it's like – because, like, a lot of people are like, oh, DJ Moore on the Bears is going to be crazy, 1,000 yards. And I'm like, are we sure DJ Moore is going to get 1,000 yards? And everybody's like – well, did you see the quarterbacks he was playing with in Carolina? And I was like, yeah, but Justin Fields isn't like that. Justin Fields isn't a pick a favorite target and throw it to him 14 times a game. He, that's not who he is. And so I, I'm curious and I'm, I'm, I'm cautious as to whether to place that 1,000-yard label on D.J. Moore, but the weapons are there. D.J. Moore is a bona fide number one receiver in the NFL. Darnell Mooney proved, and he made people question whether or not he was a number one. So the talent is there. Um, we're looking at the tight end position. Cole Komet, not a huge fan, but he still has room for improvement. Robert Tunyon, another good addition on the tight end side, guys that can catch uh, and be outlets for Justin Fields. And then you mentioned Dante Foreman, who I think is going to be, I think it was probably one of the best signings the Bears had. Dante Foreman was dominant inside the 20-yard line, which is where Bears, the Bears struggled the most last year. So a lot of people are big on Khalil Herbert. I'm bigger on Dante Foreman and Rashawn Johnson. I won't say anything on him until he touches an NFL field. But to, to answer your question and come back in full circle and answer it quickly, I do think the weapons are good enough for Justin Fields because we all just want everyone, the offense, the receivers, the tight ends, the defense, Justin Fields, to be a little bit better. We don't want, expect you to make the playoffs, but we want you to be better than three games and make that like, go like plus at least three or four to make everybody feel good in Chicago. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Right. The question I now have is, why is this number for the win total set pretty high? And it's juiced to the over at seven and a half. The odds makers are expecting that the Bears win eight games this year. And listen, we had a bet MGM trader come on the show and said that some of the Sharps actually like the Bears this season. Maybe it has something to do with the division being slightly easier, I guess, on paper, just because Aaron Rodgers is now gone and done mm-hmm. owning the Chicago Bears. Do you think <laughs> the Bears win eight games? 
he, he Aaron Rodgers traded in his shares to go to go to the Jets. Um, <laughs> I, I would say this: there's one thing that you know, if if you like the over, I don't. I mean, my don't get me wrong. Wait, let me let me start that over again. The Bears fan in me, right? My Homer heart says over without question. That's going to be every year. But the analyst in me. Mm-hmm thinks it's going to be the under. I think Vegas set the line at that mark so that they can get overzealous Bears fans to put money on the over when that might not be the case. Now, if you are going to make an argument for it, just to, you have to look at the Detroit Lions of last year. They won nine games. And if you look at the divisional record, they were 5-1. and one. So if the Bears can do something like that in a weak division, as you mentioned, if they can go 4-2, and 5-1, and one, something like that, catch people up. They won't go 5-1, and five and one, maybe 4-2. and two. Uh, If they can go 4-2 and two and get – you know, more than half of that win total out of the way in the division, then they'll be in good shape because their 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 schedule isn't necessarily the toughest, at least going into the season. So that's the way to get to eight. But I think Vegas knows what they're doing, and I think I think the Bears will end at seven, miss it by one game for whether it be injuries or you know how the NFL season ends up. Something happens some way. So I think they'll end up at seven, and I think Vegas knows what they're doing by enticing Bears fans to bet that over. Yeah, they always do, and it's used to the over. Minus 120, but still, that is crazy to me. We're talking with Gabe Ramirez, who is host on 670 The Score in Chicago, also a host on the BetQL Network. We talked a lot about the offense, and Gabe, I was I was surprised. I knew the Bears didn't have a, a great defense last year, but I was stunned at how many categories in which they led the NFL, or maybe I should say at the bottom of the NFL. I mean, it's just one after another in points allowed, Points per drive allowed, yards per passing play allowed, sacks. That defense was much poorer than I anticipated. Did they do enough in the offseason signing Edmonds and Edwards and Walker and these guys to at least shore some things up? You know, I'll tell you this right now. If the Bears defense can be above average, right, and I'm talking about literally like a tick above average, then that's how they're going to get to that over um, when it comes to the win total. And the reason being is because what you just mentioned, how bad they were last year. But you got to think about why. You trade away Roquan Smith. You get rid of Robert Quinn. There's a handful of injuries on that defensive line. You have no big names there. And so the secondary, tasked with holding on to some of the best athletes in the world for longer than four seconds, and I don't think there's many people that can do that without pressure on the offense, on the defensive line. So what do they do? They bring in Tremaine Edwins, TJ Edwards, linebackers that can move, that can – play in the secondary if they need to drop back in that cover two defense that the Bears are playing. So they addressed it on that level. And then on the defensive line, two big first or two big draft picks, um, Javon Dexter, Zach Holland, defensive tackles from Florida and Texas A&M, I believe, respectively. Either way, it adds more players to that defensive line rotation, right, so that that way you can penetrate up the middle. But as we all know, the biggest issue, if you're really trying to run that cover two, you got to get pressure on the quarterback for the defensive end position. And that is something that they're lacking. And Ryan Pohl said it, GM of the Chicago Bears, hey, this isn't an overnight kind of a thing. We understand what we got to fix next year. And we have two first-round draft picks. And so I think Ryan Pohl understands that it is a process to make this team a complete team. But he has pushed the defense in the right directions, getting Tyreek Stevenson to play the outside alongside Jalen Johnson, leaving Kyler Gordon to play the, the, the slot position. So, again, I, I, just like Justin Fields, guys, I just want the defense to be – a little bit better. I don't need them to be all right. pro level, but be a little bit better so that the games can be competitive. I'm like you. Just 
anything, anything, just, just a little bit better would do wonders for this Bears team. And it's always fun when the Bears are good. So maybe this is the year they'll surprise us. But I'm like you, just a little bit skeptical. He is Gabe Ramirez, host on 670 The Score in Chicago. Also check out his Bears coverage on Fox 32 Chicago as well. And he's popping bottles early in the morning. It's Gabe Ramirez. <laughs> Gabe, we appreciate it. I got to get these baby bottles for my two children. So I'll see, let you guys go. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Thank you, man. Bye, guys. Is there a player? I'm trying to think of a player in the NFL that will have more scrutiny upon him than Justin Fields. There will be a handful of players, but as far as a prove-it season goes, not that he only has a season to prove himself, but you know what I mean, where the jury is still out, it's always on the quarterback position, and we're going to see how you perform this year. I feel like Justin Fields, of all the players in the league, he's right there. Hmm. I always feel like every quarterback has to prove it. Like even guys like Patrick Mahomes, like last year, how many people picked him for MVP? How many people picked the Chiefs to win that division? Not that many. Everybody always wants the nice, shiny new toy. I think Russell Wilson probably is, you know, it's not a yeah, yeah. for him because they're locked into a big time deal with him. Um, but I think a lot of people will be watching to see if he can uh, resuscitate his career. Oh, that's a good one. That's a very good one because at least Russ has had that success. So the question for him is, are you washed up? Do you still have something left in the tank? Or are the Broncos just completely saddled with you and there's nothing that even Sean Payton can do to resuscitate your career? Ooh, that's a really, really good one. I can't wait to see what happens this season in the NFL. I'm sorry. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.